Hello and welcome to this In Conversation series with some of UQ's highest achieving alumni, the 2020 UQ Alumni Award winners. My name is Madonna King and my guest is Paul Compton, who is a recipient of the UQ Vice-Chancellor's Alumni Excellence Award. Paul completed his Bachelor of Commerce in 1984 and his Bachelor of Economics in 1986. He was a resident of St John's College for some of that time. 34 years later, in 2019, Paul was appointed President of Barclays Bank PLC, the latest stop on a stellar career that started in Brisbane and is now based in New York City. Paul Compton, hello. Hi, Madonna. How are you? Well, thank you. Sitting in a class at UQ, where do you think you might have been now? Look, I will tell you, Madonna, I would have very much doubted that I would have ended up uh, where, where I have ended up. You know, when I started off, I was very focused on kicking off a career in chartered accountancy and working at Ernst & Young. And uh, it was unlikely at that point in my career that I would have envisaged ending up uh, in New York and much less working for uh, the Barclays Bank. Well, you've spent 30 years there now. Just tell us the career journey briefly from Brisbane, Australia to, to Barclays in New York. So I came out of university and joined uh, Ernst & Young, uh, where I became a chartered accountant. But I was very keen to travel and, and work abroad, which was you know, very popular, you recall, back at, back at that time. Very luckily got asked to, to take a posting in New York. So I went with Ernst & Young to New York and I worked with Ernst & Young um, for about 10 years before I went and joined JP Morgan, which is you know, debatably today the largest investment bank in the world. And I worked at JP Morgan for uh, 20 years, did a lot of different roles there. I was the CFO of the investment bank. And by the time I left, I was what was called the chief administrative officer, which was um, being responsible for you know, all of the technology operations, security, uh, cybersecurity of the, uh, the institution. And then following that, I went to Barclays, where I was the COO of Barclays. And uh, in more recent time, I've stepped into the role of uh, president of the Barclays. So if you have a look at that and you had to nominate the key ingredients of your success, what might they be? Um, look, you know, I would say throughout my career, it's probably been around execution, starting in uh, CFO roles and then ultimately in the COO roles. My job was very much about execution, efficiency, productivity. Um, so... I would say they were probably the areas that I sort of developed a, a reputation for in my, uh, in my career. Uh, obviously, as my career has evolved, it's become much more about clients and winning business. But I think sort of the first sort of 20 years of that career, it was really about the ability to get things done and take very large groups of people on a journey and get complicated things done in, in, in very large organizations. What's been the biggest challenge? I've been very fortunate um, in my career, but probably the biggest challenge was when I first came to the United States and got involved in banking, um, you know, I had a, by American banking standards, a very sort of untraditional background coming from Australia, not having gone to an American university or even probably more importantly, an American business school. Um, so sort of coming out of the background that I came out of initially, I think people sort of found it hard to sort of think about what my background was and, and what, what sort of career would lend itself to beyond sort of joining the finance team. 
So most of what I then achieved after that was really just by proving myself on the job, um, not having had the more traditional education. Just following on from that, are there cultural advantages or even disadvantages for Australians working in the US? I think so, Madonna. I think, you know, um, I think the way that Australians speak very directly and are not afraid to say what's on their mind, I think, is, is very helpful. I think, you know, Australians also tend to bring much more of a sense of humour to the workplace that I think is oftentimes sort of absent from, you know, sort of some of the environments that I have that I've worked in. Um, and I think generally Australians are, are very good at building teams, working with their colleagues, getting things done. So I think some of those sort of inherently Australian traits have probably served me well over time. We were talking about challenges just before that, and the GFC I think probably gave everyone a level of financial literacy in many ways. Tell me about that time for you. It, it would have been pretty challenging. Yeah, look, it definitely was. I mean, at that point in my career, Madonna, I was the CFO of the uh, investment bank at JP Morgan, and which was probably, you know, sort of four of the worst years to be a CFO of an investment bank. Uh, and, you know, having said that, it was probably a period in my career where my learning and development was probably sort of at its, uh, at its steepest. Um, and I was working at that time very closely with the CFO of a company Mike Kavanagh and the heads of the investment bank, uh, Steve Black and Bill Winders, you know, all of whom had very prolific careers on Wall Street. So, you know, I felt like I was flying through this god horrible storm, but I was in the cockpit with a lot of um, very seasoned bankers, including Jamie Dimon. And that was definitely a period where, you know, I learned a great deal. But it was very, very tough at the time. I can, I can be a little more um, reflective about it now. At the time, it was pretty stressful. What was the biggest thing you did learn during that time? I think um, a lot of it was probably more around leadership and around sort of calm under pressure and how to handle pressure and how to manage people in very stressful situations and how to behave with composure and how to identify people on your team who are struggling and who are succumbing to, to pressure. So it was probably as much about leadership as, uh, as anything. Um, I've known you for, for a few decades now and, and being calm, being composed is probably an attribute you have, being a bit laid back. But when you talk about being a good leader, it takes more than that. What, what else do you need? Look, I think, and this is probably a lesson that I learned uh, again over time, uh, Madonna, look, I think to be a great leader, you've sort of got to be able to lead with both your head and your heart. I would say probably early on in my career, I was probably a leader who led more with his head than his heart and was very focused on getting things done and execution and driving efficiency. And I think it was really over time watching sort of some of the great leaders that I have worked for is that you need to be a leader with heart and that, you know, the, the, you sort of get an understanding around the criticality of trust and, and empathy and authenticity. And I think those sorts of leadership traits, I think, are particularly important in times like this during the pandemic where, being more empathetic towards your people and the challenges that they are experiencing personally in terms of trying to do their job during this pandemic and trying to do it from home and all the challenges that that brings. But, you know, we've also had, um, as you're probably very aware from uh, what you see in the press, that the Black Lives Matter um, movement has been a critical um, issue in our industry as well. And I think the authenticity with which you um, speak to, you know, your beliefs in inclusion and sort of creating a diverse workplace, I think are, are very, very important as well. And, and then at the end of the day, if people don't trust you, then 
you're going to really struggle. So I think I, in the latter part of my career, has developed a much greater appreciation of those leadership traits and, and why they're key. Have you used mentors for that along the way, like inside the industry or even outside the industry? Yeah, look, look, I think mentors are critical. When I talk to graduates, I say to them, you know, you should start collecting mentors, you know, right from the beginning of your career. You collect as many of them as you can. You know, every person that you work for who you develop a, a rapport with, you should then sort of nurture that relationship into becoming a mentor. You know, I've done the same. I have mentors, people that, that I have worked with throughout my career, many of whom no longer work in banking, who might be uh, retired or who are now in industry. And, you know, you sort of think of different people for different different topics and diff- different issues. And I think, uh, you know, mentors have a very real place in, in people building careers. You know, I'd even say that, you know, one of the beauties of mentors is to sort of over time, you know, convert them to a sponsor. So it's sort of somebody who works inside the institution who really is prepared to go into bat for you around opportunities um, inside the organization. And I think building mentors that ultimately become sponsors, I think is a really important part of building a career. You're quite reflective in how you've gone about it. What have you learned about yourself? I think one of the things early on in my career, uh, Madonna, you know, I was probably, you know, what the, what the army would say is, you know, I drew lines in the sand that were very straight and very deep in that I was a bit of a control freak and probably sort of micromanaged people too much and spent too much time telling people how I'd do it and giving them too much direction um, and probably didn't step back enough and talk to people about outcomes and empower them to work out how they're going to get to that outcome and give them the ability to kind of adapt the approach that they're taking or, or kind of improvise as they go. And so... You know, I probably learned that about myself that sort of early on in my career, it was probably too directive um, and sort of realised how much more you can get out of people if you step back and empower them and, and, and let them chart their own course. Funny how things get less black and white as we get older, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I was going to ask you about a mistake you've made that you'd be happy to tell us about that you've learnt from, what you've just explained. Would that be it or is there something else? Yeah, I think that would be it. You know, I think I think I would say that you know um, I should have spent more time uh, early in my career, sort of empowering people, and would have got more done. Um, you know, would have created capacity and leverage, um, and uh, that has probably been the single greatest lesson uh, in my career. So, if you were starting, Paul, at UQ again tomorrow as an eighteen-year-old, what's the advice you'd give yourself? I would say that probably early on in my career, Madonna. I probably stressed too much about, you know, was my career on the right track? Am I doing the right things? Uh, Steve Jobs made that wonderful commencement speech at Stanford where he sort of talked about, you know, um, when you look backwards in your career, it's very easy to connect the dots. When you look forwards, it's very hard to see where the dots are and where your career is going, but you sort of need to have the confidence that, you know, the dots will connect as you go forward and, and that you should sort of enjoy the ride and be less stressed about, you know, you're doing all the right things and is your career in the right direction. And, you know, so it's probably I should have trusted my intuition more that if I just sort of work hard and I'm prepared to learn from failures that um, good things will happen. And, I, and that would probably be the, the message I'd give myself um, as an 18-year-old leaving uh, UFQ. Paul Compton, delightful to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, Madonna. It's great to catch up again.
We hope you enjoyed this conversation with UQ Vice-Chancellor's Alumni Excellence Award recipient, Paul Compton. To learn more about our Alumni Award winners or for more information about the UQ Alumni Programming, please visit the UQ Alumni webpage at alumni.uq.edu.au or follow UQ Alumni on social media. My name is Madonna King and thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.